Recently, we hit a big milestone here at the Ultimate Blog Podcast, and we are celebrating over 100,000 downloads. We wanted to celebrate with you in a super fun way by answering your questions. So we will be answering your questions in a special podcast episode coming out in May. And in order to submit your question, all you need to do is find the link in our show notes, and you're actually going to leave us a voicemail. Ask us your blogging question or anything that you can think of in regards to your blogging business, or maybe you haven't even started your blog yet and you have questions that you want to ask about that too. You can literally ask us anything and we cannot wait to connect with you in this way. Once again, you're just going to find the link in our show notes and ask any of your blogging questions that you have. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the Ultimate Blog Podcast. We love sharing episodes with you each and every Tuesday and helping you learn more about blogging and how to grow a successful blog each and every week. Welcome to the Ultimate Blog Podcast with Amy Reinecke and Jennifer Draper. We're on a mission to empower women who want to start or grow their own blog. This podcast is for women who want to learn blogging basics and who crave inspiration and encouragement. Whether you're just getting started or have been a blogger for years, we're excited to welcome you into this space where we are passionate about creating community over competition. We are bloggers who want to encourage you to believe in your potential, step outside the norm, and step into a life where you create your own schedule, your own success, and your own story. Join us for weekly episodes as we navigate blogging and work from home life, all while raising a family and having some serious fun along the way. Let's talk some legal today with Andrea Sager. We are really excited to share with you about LLCs. This is something that we talk to our students about and something that is business owners that we need to consider, but Jennifer and I are not attorneys. And so we can't really give you all the advice that you need. And so Andrea is going to come on today and give you the advice that she can give you, which is going to be amazing. I think this is going to be a really helpful and impactful episode for the business owners that we have listening in. So welcome to the Ultimate Blog Podcast, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, we are too. So if you want to start out just telling us a little bit about yourself and your business. Yeah. So I started my first business in law school. Not that I wasn't busy enough, but I was poor and I needed to make money. And in law school, you can't work. So I I was just like, let me start a business. And so to start a business, I started selling on Poshmark and basically started flipping clothes before it was cool and it was trendy and then grew to a boutique, started buying wholesale, reselling. And then, I mean, that grew to an online, like my own website. And then we opened a brick and mortar store, we manufactured. So we like worked the way up that whole business. And then I got the big law firm job, the dream job out of law school. And I realized, okay, I don't want to be a boutique owner for the rest of my life. So Mm -hmm. I sold that. And then I was just like, I'm set for life. I'm going to be married to my job, even though I was also married at the time. But I started that job and the literally the first week it hit me. I was like, this is miserable. <laughs> and so my ex-husband, we had an eight-month-old. He was staying home with our son at the time. And mm-hmm. imagine like going home and trying to tell your husband, like, I hate my job. Yeah. And so, of course, he's like, well, you got to stick it out. Like, you got to stick it out for a few years because we're making, I mean, I was making the most money like we ever dreamed that we could make. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely miserable. And 
I, from that first business, I had a lot of those people reaching out to me for help. They hold mm-hmm. the whole network that I created. And most of the time they couldn't afford the rates. But then finally I had somebody that said, Hey, Andrea, I don't care how much it is. I just need to get this done and I want to work with you. So here I am, a first year attorney and thinking the firm's going to love me because I'm bringing clients. I'm like, Oh, they're going to think I'm a rock star. And I literally had a partner tell me to my face, this is a small business. We don't want them because they're not quality clients. And he told me this to my face. And it was in that moment that I, it hit me that I, I just knew I wasn't meant to be there. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, already I was miserable, but I remember standing in his office and it was just like the walls were closing in. And I was like, I, I can't stay here any longer. So from that moment forward, I started planning my exit and it was a carefully crafted exit. So we were in Cincinnati, Ohio at the time, and we were planning to move to Houston, which is where my family is. And we put our house for sale on a Monday. I'm texting my husband saying, I'm miserable. Like I can quit today. I think we have enough money to hold us over. And he convinces me not to quit because he he's like, well, just wait until we have a contract on the house. That way we know it's going to sell. And I'm like, you know what? Perfectly reasonable. Like that makes sense. I can do that. So that's Wednesday. Friday comes along. Friday morning, my mentor and the managing partner walk into my office and I knew exactly what was happening. They basically offered to like restructure my position or they would essentially give me a three-month severance package. And mind you, I'm like five minorities rolled into one. And so I had kind of been, I mean, not kind of, I was manifesting getting fired because I knew they had to offer me a severance package (laughs) and it finally happened. So it took everything in me not to look excited when they walked into my office (laughs) and it was a Friday morning and they were like, you know what? take the rest of the day, think about it. And so I'm like trying to look as sad as possible. And I'm like, okay, like I'll just take the weekend. I packed up my stuff so fast, left that office and never went back. And I was so excited. Like I started my own firm that night and the rest is history. Like it was insane how everything just like perfectly aligned. And I started my firm. I had, I actually had my first client that night, grew the firm really quickly. And then we started the Legalpreneur brand. And now we're all in on Legalpreneur. Oh my gosh. I love your story because I think oftentimes when we look at like things in our life that haven't panned out the way that they thought that they would, when we really look back, we realize it's just a stepping stone to the direction that we wanted to go. Yes. And that is a perfect example of that. I love that. So tell us a little bit more about Legalpreneur. Like, What do you do in your company now? Yeah. So Legalpreneur was created in my law firm. We started the Legalpreneur membership, which gives clients all access to their own attorney. And it basically came from me not wanting to charge clients hourly. That was what I did at the firm. And I, you know, so many times the partners would tell me, Hey, make sure you take your time on this. And in my head, I, I didn't want to tell somebody that it took me two hours when it took me 20 minutes. And the membership came about because everything we were doing was flat fees and they kept coming back. They wanted to ask little questions here and there. And it wasn't any, it literally like a two minute email. I didn't want to charge them for it. But at the same time, all those questions added up. And so finally, I actually had a client ask me, she said, Hey, can I just pay you a certain amount every month? And you just answer all my questions. I said, yes, that's genius. Let's do that. (laughs) And so that literally is what started the Legalpreneur membership, which was started May, 2019. And it started in the law firm. And then at the end of 2021, it took off. And so we took it out of the law firm to create the Legalpreneur brand because I knew I wanted to grow and scale the Legalpreneur brand. And 
make it to where it was changing the legal industry, not just for clients, entrepreneurs, but also for attorneys. Because I grew my law firm to a million dollars within two years. And that's pretty much unheard of with attorneys because they're just notoriously bad business people. And so I constantly had attorneys reaching out to me asking for help. I was growing a law firm. I had no time to help. But now I'm, I just see it. And I'm like, actually, I do want to give back to attorneys. Like I want to be able to build them up and teach them how to grow and scale the way they want to, or how to just constantly have clients coming to them without them having to hustle, hustle, hustle. So now we're building a, obviously we're serving the entrepreneurs, but also we're serving and helping the attorneys as well. So now Legalpreneur is just culmination of the past five, six years of my life. It's really amazing how some of the best business ideas come out of, I don't want to say like something bad happening, but like just looking around in your life and saying, there's got to be something better. There's got to be a better answer. And you truly saw the need on the side of the people that you wanted to help. And Mm -hmm. so that's why it's so successful is because you just filled a need and you stepped outside the box and you were just willing to try something that other people weren't willing to do because I think so many people like when it comes to legal or accounting, I can I can relate to a lot of your story. I started out in a public accounting firm. Same kind of thing. It's it's a little soul crushing. And <laughs> I, I remember a lot of the late hours when we would be, you know, getting dinner and going back to work. And then mm-hmm. we'd also be thinking about all we were near a lot of law firms and and seeing all the lawyers who were also doing the same thing, but yet thinking that they were doing it year round. We were just doing it during tax season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can relate and and had always also dreamed of starting my own business for the same reason. It just took me a lot longer to get there. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, like before I had my first son, I did actually didn't want kids. And I legitimately wanted to be married to my job. And, And so you can imagine my parents surprised when I like bring home this guy from college and they're like, what? Like you don't want to be married. And so anyways, that like that was never the plan. And then actually two weeks before I started at that law firm, we had a miscarriage. And then it was just like, I actually don't want to be here in this office for 12, 15 hours a day. I actually want to be home with my family. And so that really changed a lot for me. And so when I started my own firm, I just, I didn't want to miss anything. I didn't want to miss the kids. I didn't want to miss like family events. I wanted to grow my firm the way that I knew it could be grown. But of course, getting so much pushback from everybody else, like, no, this is the way it's done. I'm like, no, that's the way you've done it, but it doesn't have to be like that. And I'm such a firm believer in, I mean, first of all, like whatever we desire, we can have. And so I knew that because I wanted to spend more time with my kids and my family, I could do that while also growing a massive law firm. I think that that's so important to say is that we don't have to choose. There's going to be sacrifices on either side. But actually, we don't have to choose. You know, we can yeah. we can choose both and figure out how to integrate those into our lives. But I think we tell ourselves, "Well, I have to be either a stay-at-home mom or I have to be a working mom," and I can't find the balance in the two. I love that what you did to to kind of fill that need was you went out and created what you needed in order to give yourself what you didn't know that yes. you wanted, but realized in time that you did. So now I have a five-year-old son, three-year-old daughter, and I left their dad of end of 2020. I struggled so much the first year about mom guilt and having to reconcile like, oh, I didn't want kids, but now like I'll do anything for my kids. And I literally, I spent a long time reconciling the two things 
And now it's like, I get to bring them along because growing up, I never got to see entrepreneurship. I never knew an attorney. I never knew a business owner. My parents, very hard workers, very blue collar workers. But now it's like, I get to show them this. And we, we hosted our first conference called Dream Bigger back in October. And it was in Arizona. And my parents, they're retired. So I got, I got to bring my parents and I got to bring my kids. And I didn't know, I wasn't trying to like show the audience like, oh, you get to bring your kids. Like, I just, I was like, I just want my kids here. And they just came up on stage, like whenever they felt like it just, and so many people gave so much good feedback around like, that's such an inspiration. And I'm like, I wasn't even trying to do that. But I like when you are truly being your authentic self and living life according to your desires, just magic and beautiful things happen. If you are ready to start your blog, we have an exciting deal for you. You can join our beginner course, The Blog Depot, for only $9 the first month. The Blog Depot is for you if you are thinking about starting a blog, but you need more info, or maybe you aren't sure what you want to blog about yet. Maybe you also aren't sure where to start, and you want some advice from people who have gone through the process already. The Blog Depot is a nine-module course that was created for the person who thinks that they want to start a blog, but wants to ask important questions before jumping into the process. The Blog Depot is a course and membership community that will help you understand what you need to build a successful blog. You get access to the course and community forum immediately upon sign up and also the opportunity to join us for a live monthly coaching call. Today, you can join the Blog Depot for only $9 for your first month using the code blogger. If you are tired of sitting on the sidelines, join the Blog Depot today, but hurry because there is a limited number of spots at this $9 rate. The link to join us is in our show notes. We'll see you on the inside. And I think so many of our listeners right now are in this space in their life where they're trying to make that pivotal decision. Like, I have this dream. I have something I want to do. I want more for my life. I know there's more out there for me. And, you know, that might be starting a blog so that I can share my story or reach people or, you know, educate people, whatever the case might be. I think there's so many reasons they might be starting a blog. But I think one thing they struggle with is like, okay, I want to be a blogger. What does that mean? Am I, am I just a blogger? Am I now a business owner? Like, what does that look like? Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what it looks like to start a blog and if they should think about that as a business, like right away or down the road? Yes. And such a good question because I get this all the time when people are like, oh, I'm a, I'm just a freelancer. I'm not a business owner. I'm just a creator. I'm not a business owner. I'm a blogger. I'm not a business owner. And I have to tell people just because you're not making money doesn't mean you're not a business owner. Yes, the goal is to make money. And you may think that a business has to make money, but you're putting something out there in the world that you intend to get value in return for. That's a business. And when you are blogging, you're leaving yourself open to liability. And it doesn't matter whether you haven't made a dime. It doesn't matter if you've posted one blog post. You are still leaving yourself open to liability, which is why you have to put certain protections in place for the long run. Because the goal is to make money. And rule number one of manifesting is act as if. So you want to act as if you are 
already making money. And if you're already making money, you would already have these protections in place. Ooh, that's good. That's good advice. It's taking yourself seriously, like from the start. And I think that when you don't take yourself seriously from the start, that can hinder your success. So let's talk about that first step, which might be an LLC. What, What is that? Like, can you explain exactly what an LLC is and how it protects them? Yeah. So an LLC is a limited liability company. And that's exactly what it needs to do is limit your liability. It is protecting you personally from the debts of your company. And I know some of you are like, well, I don't have any debts. I don't even have money to protect. I don't have anything to protect. Just because you don't have anything now to protect doesn't mean you're not going to have anything in the future that needs to be protected. And if you are not protected now, your future assets are not protected from what you're doing now. So let's say today's day one and somebody said, oh, wait till you're making X number of dollars to file the LLC. Well, then day two, something you blow up on TikTok. And so then day three, you're making all this money and you remember, oh, now I need to go file the LLC. So you do. And then day 100, day three, whatever, a year or two from now comes along and you get sued for something that happened on day one or day two. And you get sued and you're like, okay, this sucks, but at least I'm an LLC. I have these protections in place now. Unfortunately, you actually don't get the LLC protection because you were not an LLC at the time the act happened. And so even though at the time of the lawsuit, you're an LLC, any good attorney that's filing a lawsuit, they're going to do their due diligence on you. And they're going to see, okay, were they an L- even though they're an LLC now, were they an LLC back way back when, when this happened? And if not, they're going to also, they're going to sue your entity, your LLC, and they're going to sue you personally. And so in order to protect future assets, you need to be an LLC as soon as possible to make sure that you're protected from right now. I had no idea. That's something new that I just learned. (laughs) Me neither. And that's not to scare anybody. I mean, I another thing that you want to also do is have business insurance. But I I just like to paint that picture. And chances are you're you're never going to get sued. Chances are, but you never like you legitimately never know what's going to happen. And just spending that little bit of money up front to protect yourself is going to take you a long way in business. Yeah, it really does come down to taking yourself seriously. What are some of the risks if you didn't? I know you said, you know, people could see you. Like, what kinds of things are people looking at in terms of risk when it comes to having an online business like that? Yeah. So especially for bloggers, your number one... Con- and, and this is actually for any online business. Your number one concern is intellectual property. And this is what I talk to every online business about. Whether you realize it or not, your most valuable asset is intellectual property which is trademarks, copyrights, patents, most likely trademarks and copyrights. This is your branding, your brand identity, and your creative work. Every single blog post is protected with a copyright. Your website copy, protected with a copyright. Photos, videos, everything is protected with a copyright. And if you, especially if you're an online business, you have to look at the value of your brand. You don't have any physical assets. Maybe you're selling swag, but that's still not the most valuable asset. And the way I like to paint this is think about Nike, billion dollar brand. If they had all of their merchandise in one warehouse, that would never happen. But if all their merchandise is in one warehouse and that warehouse blew up in flames and they had no merchandise to sell, would Nike be out of business? Absolutely not. They would still be the billion dollar brand that they have, even though they don't currently have anything physical to sell. That's to show you how important intellectual property is and why 
it, it is your most valuable asset. And as a blogger, I mean, if you ever want to sell your blog, if you want to get a bigger payday and sell your blog, they're not going to buy anything you're physically selling. They're, they're not going to care about what you're physically selling. If you're physically selling anything, their biggest concern is your intellectual property, your trademarks and copyrights. And so if you're not protecting what you have, and if you're not if you're not careful and you're infringing on somebody else's trademark or copyright, that is your biggest piece of liability. So do you recommend that somebody, when they're filing their LLC, files the trademark as well? I do. So you want to file for a trademark as soon as possible. However, if money is an issue and I'm not going to tell somebody, hey, go without, you know, buying your kids, they're signing them up for baseball to file the the trademark. I would never say that. But I do tell people, at least do a very thorough trademark search from the beginning. And then when you have momentum, that's when you really need to make sure you're able to file the trademark. And when I say momentum, I mean, when you're starting a blog, of course, you're like, I'm going to blog, I'm going to try to make this work. Like this is my new passion project. It's when you make that shift from, oh, I'm trying this out to, hey, this is a thing. Like I like I'm like, this is a real thing that I'm doing. It's when you make that shift. That's what I call momentum. Implementing keyword research and competition analysis into your content strategy is a surefire way to improve your chances of people finding your content. And we love how simple Key Search makes it to find keywords we actually want to use in our posts. Key Search is a powerful keyword research tool that makes finding relevant, low competition keywords for your blog simple and easy. If you think optimizing your blog and doing keyword research has to be hard, think again. Give this powerhouse tool a try and see how much easier it will be to create content for your blog. Not only is it reasonably priced, even for beginning bloggers, but you can use our code for 20% off your subscription. Click the link in our show notes to learn more. Yeah, I think that's good advice. What's interesting, I shared this before we started hitting record, was that I was advised by my accountant not to start an LLC right away. So I think there's some differing opinions between from an accountant's perspective and uh, attorney's perspective on that. So I was in business for like 5 years before starting my LLC and then it was through some podcast episodes that we did last year that I'm like, I think I need that LLC, you know? And so what about that that person like who's kind of being advised by their accountant? What is the reason being that maybe an accountant or another professional might be saying, don't worry about it yet. It's fine. You don't need it. Yeah, I can tell you exactly why they say that. But first, make sure you always understand for those listening, if you're ever confused, should I go to my accountant for this or my lawyer? Letters are lawyers. Numbers are accountants. So LLC, always ask your lawyer because as the lawyer, we're taking into account your entire business picture, your liability which comes from limited liability company and your accountant is concerned with your numbers, which is why they tell you to wait. Basically, they're concerned about the S-Corp election. So basically, when you file the LLC, not a lot changes on your taxes. You do get tax savings. However, it's not that big of a deal, unlike making the S-Corp election. However, you cannot make that S-Corp election until you are making a certain amount of money in business because you have to pay yourself a reasonable salary. And then anything on top of that 
is distributed to you as profit. You avoid double taxation. I know I'm like, might get confusing here, but just know that the S-Corp gets you a lot of big tax savings. Well, a lot of accountants think when you file the LLC, you have to make the S-Corp election or they're like, oh, the LLC is useless if you're not making the S-Corp election. It's actually not because I, the attorney, I mean, I'm concerned with your liability, which is why we want the LLC. Your accountant is concerned with your numbers, which is why they want the S-Corp, but they don't have to be done at the same time. And you always want to have the LLC as quickly as possible. And then the S-Corp when that time comes. That really does, I think, make sense from that perspective and thinking about they just, yeah, if your accountant is advising you that way, they're looking at it from a very specific perspective versus like an overall business perspective. I think that brings up a good question. So when somebody does have that question and they're trying to get their business set up, like where's the best place for them to go? And is there a big cost associated with setting up an LLC? Is it difficult? Do they need to get the help from an attorney to do so? So I tell everybody there's really three ways you can get the LLC done. And there's really three ways to get any legal protection done. The most cost-effective way is to do it yourself, DIY. And that means you go straight to your Secretary of State's office, their website, and file the LLC. And when you file the LLC, you also need to go to the IRS website, get your EIN number, and get the operating agreement. I am totally a proponent to tell you everything is figure outable. I'm not going to sit here and say, you have to go hire this person or that person to do it. You can absolutely figure it out on your own. So DIY is the cheapest option. The only thing you have to pay is your state filing fee, which varies by state, anywhere from like $50 to $500. California has the state franchise tax every year, which is $800. However, now that doesn't start until your second year of business, but just keep that in mind. So DIY, then the next option is working with a third party. So if you Google LLC filing, it's all those companies that pop up like Inc. File, LegalZoom, all those third party companies are, they all say like cheap LLC filing or whatever. Those are third party companies. Also Legalpreneur, we can do your LLC filing for you. There's no attorney client relationship. We don't give legal advice. We're just filing it for you. The benefit there is making sure that it's all done properly because I get a lot of people that are like, I did it on my own. I'm not sure if it was done correctly. And so we file it, get your EIN number, get your operating agreement. We do all that for you. I think we're very middle of the road. Legal printer is 250 plus your state filing fees. And then we can also be a registered agent. So when you file the LLC, you do have to appoint a registered agent, which is basically the person that's responsible for the official mail of the company. It can be you, 100%. It can be you. Some people travel a lot. Some people don't want to be responsible when they get mail like that. So they just want to appoint a registered agent. Most companies, and which is what legal printer charges, it's about 150 per year. So very reasonable. The third option is working with an attorney. That's going to be the most costly option. If you are a single member LLC, which you're the sole owner, I wouldn't say it's necessary to work with an attorney. However, if there's more than one owner, I do think it is necessary to work with an attorney. The most important piece of that is going to be the operating agreement, the partnership agreement. And that's why I think when you do have more than one owner, working with an attorney is essential. Yep. That's what we did. So I think we each independently filed our own LLCs. Is that right, Jennifer? You did yours too? Yes, I did. Yeah. So we we each filed our own, but then we had someone file our LLC for Spark. Perfect. When we started Spark. Because of that, like we, we kind of wanted that 
you know, unbiased opinion in regards to we were two friends starting a business. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, let's not get in the weeds before we even get off the ground here. Yeah. And I've seen so many people like, oh, my best friend of 30 years, it's no big deal. Like we don't need an operating agreement. We don't need a partnership agreement. Within a year, that friendship is ruined. And I tell people, if you're going into business with your friends, that's even more reason to have a partnership agreement because it eliminates questions. It just serves as that piece of paper, that partnership agreement that is literally to serve as, hey, what is the answer to our problem? That's what it's there for. Yeah. And I think you've you've broken it down to make it so approachable and attainable. It doesn't sound scary the way that you've explained it for anybody who wants to get started. They can at least go online and like Google for their state, like what it takes and what the cost is. And they can see that it's not this big, big thing that they have to do. It's it's something that they can easily either do themselves if they feel comfortable or hire somebody like you for a very reasonable fee to get them up and running. So I, I really love that. Are there any other considerations that somebody brand new to starting a blog as a business should think about besides an LLC? So there are. And let me preface this by saying none of the legal protection should be scary. The legal protection is giving you the peace of mind to knowing that you're protected. When it gets scary and intimidating is when you wait until there's an issue. It's when you wait until you get that cease and desist letter, that demand letter, you get sued. That's when it's scary. But when you put these protections in place, you're lowering the risk of any of that ever happening. So that's why I like I personally am on a mission to just educate as many people as possible because I want them to understand it's not this scary topic if you would tackle it up front. It's only scary when you wait until there's an issue. So besides the LLC, anytime value is changing hands, you want to have a contract. So if you're hiring a, a VA, always have a contract. If you are hiring an actual employee, you want to have a contract. Anybody that you're hiring in your business, you want to make sure there's a written agreement. And then you have your intellectual property, your trademarks and copyrights. And really, so copyrights, you have protection the moment the work is created. You don't have to have a registration. It is beneficial to have the registration, but you don't need the registration to have protection. Trademarks, you do need a federal registration to have actual federal protection. But like I said, it's very, the trademark process is very lengthy. And if you file with an attorney, it's going to cost you around $2,000. So I always tell people, look, if you're just starting out and money is an issue, wait until you have momentum. And what if you are selling something on your website? Is that something where you should have a contract too? Or is that something different so that you make sure that you protect yourself in that way if you're selling like a digital product or, or anything like that? Yeah. So when you have your website, every website needs two things, a privacy policy and terms and conditions. The terms and conditions is the contract between you and the visitor of your website. If they can purchase something on your website, it can also be the contract between you and the buyer of your website. So the terms that it can double as the contract for the user and the buyer. So make sure as long as they can check the box, perfectly fine. Thank you for breaking this down. Like You're welcome. I, love I this think stuff. it's really important. Well, I can tell that you love it, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome because you're making it approachable. And I think it is one of those things that when we think about needing, it feels a little scary, you know, but mm-hmm. thank you for, I mean, just using like really approachable verbiage, I think to help people. And quite honestly, 
for giving people the option to do it themselves if they need to, because that is a lot of bloggers when they're starting out. Blogging is not like a huge investment up front, but it is an investment. I mean, mm-hmm. some of these people are doing this on on the side and hoping to turn this into a side hustle or or what have you. And so, you know, they're spending money on a theme and plugins and all these other things, but they want to be protected as well. So if they're able to figure out some of that stuff on their own, then it's always helpful. So yeah. thank you. I just appreciate the very approachable way that you've explained everything today and taken something that feels like very confusing and given it just a better explanation. Yeah. Okay. So you have a book that came out. Yes. Yes. Legalpreneur, the business owner's guide to legally protecting your business. This is a culmination of basically all the free education we put out there, whether it's on our podcast, social media, on our blog, anywhere. It's in one place. And as a blogger, there may not be a ton of work you need to do up front. Like, yes, you want to have the LLC, you want to use contracts, make sure you're aware of intellectual property. But one thing that's really, really important is to be educated to know when a problem is actually occurring. Because you may have people infringing on your work right now and you have no idea because you ha- you just didn't know. And you didn't know you could do this or you didn't know you could do that. That's what the book is. It's to teach you what you didn't know you needed to know. And it's, again, it's done in a very explainable, like approachable manner. I don't, I try to use as little legalese as possible and explain as much whenever it need be. So the book is a true passion project. It was something that, going back to my kids, it was something that I, I wanted to do for a while. It was on my heart for several years, but I was in my own way. And I was like, nobody's going to want to read a legal book. Like there's nothing out. There's literally no book out there besides legal textbooks. There's nothing out there teaching about the legal side. And I'm like, well, maybe it's not out there because nobody's going to read it. And finally, when I, you know, reconciled everything with my kids, realizing like it's okay to actually want my kids now. And that sounds so bad, but like actually embracing and loving my kids and loving that relationship with them. I knew that I, I wanted to be a better mom with not just telling them they could do anything, but showing them. And it, once I realized that, I was like, I'm not showing them. Like, I, I want to write this book and I'm not doing it. And so part of the book is to show them like, hey, I wanted to do this and I went and did it. I love that. I love that. And the way that your mindset has shifted. Oh, so much. Just to make you feel better. I didn't know if I wanted kids either. And so you're you're okay. I mean, you're, I think there's a lot of women out there that are like, I don't know if, if I never dreamed about being a mom. It was never something that like I had thought about. And then I had my first child and was like, I love you. I could have never lived a single day without you. And I have no idea like why I never thought that this was a good idea. So I think honestly, the way that I've kind of turned that is sometimes I think that the blessing is even greater because we didn't spend years yearning for it. Yes. Because it was such an unexpected surprise. So. Mm -hmm. I don't want you feeling bad that that you had that initial thought, you know. Thank because you. Now you're you are you're paving this way for your kids to see, like you can do what you want to do, and you mm-hmm. can think outside the box, and mm-hmm. you can write a book that's never been written before because mom's showing you how. Mom's showing you that it is totally possible, and so you've inspired me today. I know you've inspired Thank people you. listening, and what an honor that you inspire your kids every day too. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, Andrea, can you tell people how they can connect with you and also where they can buy your book? Yes. So the book is on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. 
if you want just more education to learn and learn and learn, because that's really what it comes down to is just being educated around this stuff. Because when the problem happens, you're not going to know. So we have the podcast, the Legalpreneur podcast. I've, I put a lot of content out on TikTok, Instagram at the Legalpreneur. Both, both are at the Legalpreneur. And then our website is thelegalpreneur.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about blogging with us, please find us on Instagram at Spark Media Concepts. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter where we share blogging tips and inspiration. You can sign up by finding the link in the show notes. For those of you who are ready for the next step and want to start your own blog, join the waitlist for the Ultimate Blog Bootcamp. The link to join the waitlist is also in the show notes. Go out and make today a great day.